life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. Happy Friday to all of you out there. If you're listening to this on a Friday, you've yeah, made it. It's the 13th. Crazy we've enough. made it. It's even better. I, I yeah. always have really good Friday the 13th, just in general. Really? I just, that tends Why to do be they a, stick out in I, your mind? I don't know. Well, they stick out in my mind because Friday the 13th is one of those, I don't know if you've ever had this, but growing up, I always had people around me who were just like, well, it's Friday the 13th. I mean, you know, they, they were suspicious it's of it. Insinuating what? And so, well, because it's Friday the 13th. It's a day that bad stuff's supposed to happen. So, yeah. Like black cats and madness. No. I don't know. So no. I was always intellectually aware that it was a day that many people thought was going to be bad and as a result it was always a day that I was like paying attention to and generally was like this is a pretty good day <laughs> Friday the 13th hey it's a Friday so that's awesome yeah any Friday right keep in mind tomorrow being Saturday is season 3 episode 2 we are going on velocity this is Kia Stinger versus BMW this is going to be a lot of fun actually and thanks to our presenting sponsor Covercraft yes, alongside definitely. Griot's Garage Auto Tempest and Brush Hero as well you're going to see all four of those guys i was actually in a in a business earlier this week and okay. uh, the receptionist knows the show okay and right, she right, so right. I, i'm like the guy that when i walk in the door she asks me three car questions okay oh, yeah right so uh she actually just got a new uh hyundai suv and so she's okay. she's kitting it out right okay all right she's buying all the accessories she needs for it and she decided i have to get a sunshade so i walk by and she's on the covercraft website i didn't tell her anything she just follows the show and so oh, she's fantastic. on the covercraft website Good. she's she's on like the the totals page right Okay. And uh, she said, you guys don't have like a discount code, do you? And I said, yes, we do. As a matter of fact. Every day. And she put it in and saw the free shipping tally and she was like, I really like you guys. So every <laughs> day. Awesome. And, I, and here's the crazy thing for me. actually. It was the first time I've stood there and watched the code work. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's excellent. So the code every day does work. Free shipping in the U.S. If you need anything from Covercraft, it's kind of crazy hot in Salt Lake right now. Park, Park City never gets that hot. It's been pretty warm. It's it has. Been mid but Salt 80s. Lake's always 15 plus degrees warmer than Park yeah. City. Oh, it's yeah. been just baking down there. And if your car has not had a sunshade, you have hated yourself. So uh, she was very excited to be getting one. And uh, if you need something for, for your car, we will be giving a, a Covercraft giveaway sometime over the course of this season. Again, we're only in week two. True. But True. Uh, if you want something, anything you get from them, it is a free shipping discount with the code every day. And thank you again to Covercraft because they've been really good to us. Yeah, and Griot's is 10% off with the everyday code yes, as that's well. True. That's very so true. So that's yep. kind of nice. So don't forget those. It's during the uh, the TV seasons that that exists. There's a bit of news before we get into these car debates that I wanted to touch on, specifically the Maserati Levante GTS. Yeah, people I, wanted I needed you to, to rant they, about they, this. They wanted you to rant about this. They, I needed to get this off my chest, it's been actually. A, it's been a day of good woody madness. So, but yes, the it has. Levante GTS, many of you have asked because you, you can, I think if you're listening, you can feel the rant coming. Yeah, so I'm just going to sit here quietly. Can yeah. you feel the vitriol? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm No Superman on Instagram said, how much does Paul hate the Maserati Levante GTS with its new Ferrari-derived <laughs> engine? Ferrari-derived engine. Yeah, Ferrari-derived. <clears throat> love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, this is a $121,000 SUV. Now, Porsche, Caymans, or Cayennes. Cayennes, every bit of that. More, yeah. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. But... This car, this ugly, horrible thing. <laughs> How do you feel, Paul? Let it out. On a Let scale of 1 to 10, I'm at about 23. Wow. Yeah. You're I, liking it a lot. They had it, the Trofeo concept with 590, and now they brought sure. out another version, the GTS with 5, whatever. Who cares? 
$121,000 when you can go to the same company and buy a Jeep Cherokee Hellcat, the Grand Cherokee Trackhawk Hellcat. Now, this is an interesting point. For $90,000, crush this Levante into oblivion and just let it be a Jeep. Okay, so it's just whatever, switch gear, and it's fine. Well, but but, but honestly... We have a Hellcat Fast Blast coming. Hellcat Jeep Fast Blast coming. Yeah, we, drove we drove that car. We drove it. It was a laugh. We got some great footage. I miss it's it already. Be a very, very cool piece. Uh, ben, who's doing some work for us. Thank you, Ben. A hat tip to you, man. Is cutting that piece. So it's going to be really, really cool. Stupidly, monstrously, insanely fast. It's... Yes, stupid, period, fast, period. It is both of those things simultaneously. But it's yes, unbelievable. when you're in that, you start to ask yourself about, is this a $90,000 interior because of the switchgear? But the problem is that switchgear is now in this Levante it is. at 121. It's also my understanding that Levante is not built on the Grand Cherokee platform. I think it shares Ghibli underpinnings. So okay. it's like Maserati said, well, we don't really need our Dodge, you know, the Chrysler guys. We can just go do our own thing and build up the platform and turn it into an SUV. And the problem is, I keep looking at this thing. It is the proportions. I keep looking at this thing and like uh, clawing my eyes out. I know, I know. It's the proportions that make it so ugly. There's too much front end on this thing. It's like McLaren, the SLR, the Mercedes-McLaren partnership where the long nose and everybody went, okay, the only reason is because it's a front mid-engine, fine, we'll go with it. And the exhaust exited right behind the front wheels. Okay, that's kind of cool. Very, yeah. But the Levante has no such coolness. <laughs> and nobody stood back and thought, you know, this is actually ugly. We, we shouldn't go further. We shouldn't make this and sell yeah, this. And people but, are buying them because it's a Maserati and it's different and mm-hmm. I can afford it and whatever. Get the Jeep, crush it into oblivion. It yeah. looks better, sounds better, drives better. It is better for $30,000 less. Well, but here's the thing. Done. If you've got that kind of money, the $30,000 less is not the thing. I still think the Jeep is the better choice. It's inherently the better choice. I agree. agree. And you get way more horsepower. You get the Hellcat motor. Come on. Which, for for Supercharger alone... Uh, There's an argument to be made that that Hellcat motor, as obscene as it is in the Trackhawk, that sound best belongs in that Jeep. My kitchen sink disposal should have a Hellcat motor attached to it. Yeah, of course it it should. I should have a margarita, just a blender alone with the Hellcat (laughs) motor. Margaritas for everyone, for the entire city block. for the entire city block. I like it. That's good. Come on. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. Maserati, stop it. (laughs) They won't. No, they won't. That's funny. Anyway, in other cool car news, the um, <laughs> things went up and down a guy's driveway today, and we all paid attention. Think about it that way. Back up for a second <laughs> exactly. from the Goodwood Festival of Speed, well, and think about the fact that the entire car world paid attention today while cars drove up a man's driveway. I actually was really, I laughed out loud at a Twitter comment. It was, uh, who was this? Uh, one of our friends, Philip uh, J., wrote into us, and he said, even AI knows that it's it's a requirement to crash a Mustang <laughs> because of that Siemens autonomous equips 1965 Mustang that yeah. meandered drunkenly up the hill. <laughs> and the driver had to keep correcting it. And It tried to leave a car show. It did it badly. Yeah. That's, that's the Mustang it way, was, right? Let's, sorry, sorry you, there's so many You cliches. made me laugh out loud. Terrible. That was yeah, hilarious. That yeah. So, yeah, other cool things. The Toyota Supra made its debut, and mm-hmm. Raul asked on Facebook, is this a real car? Is it going to exist? It's coming. They've been yeah. talking about it since uh, at least four or five years now. At least. And that concept exists in the Toyota Design Studio in the lobby in I Southern know. California. I know. 
it's still there. And I'm going, what? It's right here. Everybody. They had three years of on the show floor under the great lights auto show debuts. And then they repainted it from red to that yes, silver. They and kept then changing it up everybody for the heck said, of it. Yeah. Everybody still said, okay, it's a different color. Still, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still good <laughs> we're, with it. We're, we're still fine with that. Can we please have it? But this Stop is what happened it. with the, um, the LFA. And the NSX. Yeah. I mean, we're in that same. Yeah. I'm not excusing it. I'm not. I'm saying it's bad idea on all fronts. It just keeps <laughs> happening with these kind of How Japanese. How much more of a Halo business cars. case do they need? I don't know. We're ranting and raving over here. We want the car. Enthusiasts well, worldwide want the car. You know what? Bring it. L- look at the compare and contrast between the cars we just mentioned and the Ford GT. Right. The Ford GT was just worked on in secret, and they and all of a sudden it. it was like boom. Want to buy one? Yep. And the Supra. W- w- Super has been teased long enough that we have people asking us, is this car really even coming anymore? And I would say yes, but I would yeah. also say don't hang on to your money just yet, which relates to one of our car debates coming up. Don't hang on to your money because when, no one knows. <laughs> I expect it. It's supposed to drop at the Paris Auto Show 2018 in sure. October. Sure. Press days are the 2nd and 3rd of October. It's of they supposed are. to drop. It looks production-y, still a yes. different wrap on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I have high hopes. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm wanting us to be in that car for season four on Velocity. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's That's hope so. the intent, actually. So we'll, we'll see. But I've already been asking for it. Mm-hmm. I'm already pushing hard on it. If it drops in October, theoretically, they have one in the U.S. or multiple. Yeah. So come on. We need to be in that car. Noble has the M- M500, as I like small British car companies. Yes, Noble, true. The Noble M500, though, at the Goodwood uh, show, I have to say, every picture I've seen of this, that should be the Esprit. Good. It should be the yeah, Lotus I like Esprit. That. It just looks like it should be that car. Yeah, maybe Noble and you know Esprit Lotus and, people and kind being of you know Noble has always companies. felt a little bit you know related to the Lotus ethos anyway. So anyway, I, I'm just had to do my random wave the flag for a weird British car company. There it was. Well, McLaren 600 LT, another British car company. Yes, that thing is gorgeous. The McLarens are what the Lotus should have been. I hate to say it, but that's that's really where they are in the market. But man, uh, they're, I'm, they're so I'm nice. in love with that thing. Yeah. Crazy. And then finally, Tesla is uh, nearing the 200,000 mark for selling electric cars. 200,000, which means the U.S. federal tax credit mm-hmm. in full starts dwindling. So good news, you can still get your Tesla, whatever that is, through the end of 2018 and still get that full tax credit. But it cuts in half and then cuts in quarter as it, you know, after that 200 mark. It has something to do, because they've certainly sold 200,000 vehicles at this point. It has something, I don't know if it has to do with your the first time it's been registered date or when the VIN number is applied, or I'm not sure. But starting yeah, at essentially 200,001, it starts getting chopped every quarter. Yeah. So uh, and buy then your let's Tesla see. now. Then let's see how well they sell. Well, it'll be interesting to see this across the board because, you know, Chevy has sold uh, the Volt for a while, which has qualified as well. True, true. So it will be interesting to see when these companies that are out front with just numbers-wise, not saying technology-wise, numbers-wise, start to lose this credit, how much does it affect things? And that's GM just, is next. It's an unknown right now. I'd Absolutely. Say after Tesla. They're, they're right behind it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I kind of wish I was at Goodwood. Mm-hmm. It uh, it looked lovely. It was streaming it on YouTube, great. as a matter of fact. It looks great, yeah. Got to go back. I mean, the thing you got to do is rent the camper van in wherever, in London, drive down, and stay out there in the field with all the rest of the people. Wow. And they've got actually showers. You can go shower, brush your teeth, and wake up, have a cup of coffee. This happens on the man's the lawn. I, I'm sorry. It's I've got to keep beating that drum. 
It it's happens really on the cool. man's lawn. Come, come, come camp on my lawn and drive up my driveway. If anyone else on the planet said that, we'd go, no, uh, no. I mean, talk about an enthusiast, though. Yes. And he's kept the tradition With alive. buckets of money, but yes. Lord March. Yes, anyway. He is the guy. We should do some car debates. We have uh, Derek writing in from Michigan. We also have uh, Morris writing in from, uh, from Quebec. Uh, Morris is currently an organic gardener. Uh, that is. is the latest of his many, many uh, jobs he's had along the way. But we also have some really cool car debates for both of them, plus so many questions we will probably not get to even half of the ones I earmarked, Yeah, I, let alone I all the ones a in bunch general. Too. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got Derek. Thanks for writing in. He is out in Michigan, mm-hmm. and the headline for everything that he's writing to us about is essentially, guys, I'm ready for a fun car, Yeah. but should I wait for the cool fun cars that are coming out in two or three years, like 2020, 2021. Yeah. There's going to be amazing stuff. And you did mention, Derek, the uh, $50,000 Porsche. Right. Yes. We'll see about that. Yeah, Porsche sells, I think, three cars right now that are technically starting at under 50 grand. If you can find one of them new, available for under 50 grand, <laughs> congratulations to you because that's a unicorn. That that, that yeah, MSRP no starts at like 49999999999999 to infinity. But the dealer but will then, have specced it up and you, well, yes, you can't and find then it you add that. one Porsche P something with three or four letters <laughs> and it's already 58. It doesn't even come with cologne or a watch or anything. Doesn't even need to do. You you can try to low spec your Cayman and it's a sixty five seventy thousand dollar car. I know, I know. You we've, really high spec it, it's eighty to ninety. We've realized this, and then we think, oh, you can get a loaded Corvette C seven for that. Yeah, you can almost get a Z six for for loaded yeah. Cayman money. You, well, you can actually. Well, my love is still there, but Derek is asking for this. He said, "I'm twenty nine, ready to get out of my sensible twenty thirteen Hyundai Elantra." Bravo. Like I said, he's out in Michigan. He uses car year round with a forty mile round trip commute. Mm-hmm. And he does plan on having a great set of winter tires to swap. So awesome. that's covered. And he's been researching cars since he was 14. And he's only ever lived in dreamland with all this research. He's yeah. never actually landed on the, you know what? We got to solve it. Caution to the wind because he loves frugal living and he's got an accounting background. So I realize, I get it. It's hard. Our podcast is not a good influence on your life, Derek. <laughs> we, we wrote into the wrong make, guys. We make bad decisions financially related to cars. This is what we do. He's got a great list, we help though. others do it as well, yeah. <laughs> we pull money out of people's pockets and yeah. help them spend you know it. what you ought to do? Buy that car, because yay. I mean, it's at a really high-level retail therapy for, you know, you yeah. want to do the car thing for anybody who loves cars. Mm-hmm. We're, we're helping you. <laughs> so he's looking at these expensive cars, and then he thinks, oh, I should be frugal again. Look at the cheaper sports cars. But he says, I need rear seats because he's got a two-year-old and a one-year-old, mm-hmm. and they want to ride when they're older. Yep. I mean, 911 pops into my head. So does the Evora. Things yeah. with back seats. Sports True. cars with back True. seats. True, they're out there. But then he says, after listing the things that he's interested in, which we'll get to here, what about 2020? What about years after that mm-hmm. when all this incredible stuff, the electric Mustang, the two-door Alfa Romeo Giulia, a new WRX that actually might look pretty good? Who knows? The concept will look amazing, and the car well, will look okay. Yeah. That's how it'll go. That's Subaru's this recipe is, this for is the, this is If you want to know how to design for Subaru, design something yeah. amazing to show on the show floor, and then design a WRX and people go... It's almost his debate is less about what car should I get, but 
should I wait or mm-hmm. should I pull the trigger on something now? Will yeah, I have the buyer's yeah, yeah. remorse? Is it going to be like the next iPhone? And you think two years from now, you're going to want the new one and you're going to want to upgrade. And should we feel that way about the fun cars in our lives? Or should we just, you know what? I need to scratch the itch and go mm-hmm. for it now. Yeah. I like your list here, Derek. He's talking about the 86 platform, which as we know, very sensible, Genuinely very fun, fun and yeah. very inexpensive. Yep. EcoBoost Mustang, same thing. He's talking about BMWs, the M235Is. What else? Uh, oh, a bunch of stuff from Audi. And he does have the Lotus Evora on here, too. Mm-hmm. He said, this is my dream car, and it will fit the kids later on when they're yeah, ready will. to go with Dad. So what do you think? Are you well, aiming more towards, uh, hey, get a car now, and then what car should it be? Or should we wait, hold off? Should we keep thinking, keep being sensible, keep the Elantra in your life? Here's the thing about yachts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Stay with wait, me. Here's wait, the thing about wait, yachts. Wait, wait, wait. I know, yachts? I know. If anybody were to talk yachts, it you would just, be me. You would think. You buy the yacht of your dreams. It's the greatest yacht. It's awesome. Oh, look at my yacht. And you park it in a port, and invariably, somebody pulls in in a bigger yacht. Well, I did okay. notice, being in Monaco, that the poor people had 105-foot yachts because yeah. the rich people had 300-foot yachts. Because the rich people have yachts that look like cruise ships. Yeah. I'm using the, the yacht thing as a metaphor for you're never the biggest dog. You never have the latest thing. Okay? I, <laughs> we went to yachts, did we? We went to yachts. I just Suddenly, I, I, wanted, I wanted to screech and change direction podcast. to see if I could catch everyone's attention. <laughs> so now I'm going to wrench us back to cars because I actually borderline understand cars. But, but here's the thing. I... I caution anybody to say I'm waiting for car X okay. because the the Supra is the perfect example. Um, yeah. How long have we been waiting for the Supra? The NSX is a pretty good example, the too. The NSX is a great example. Let's but burn one NSX, down by the side of the ring. The NSX is at least out now. But, yeah, but the Supra is the best example because, you know, what are we doing? We're all speculating about when it's going to come out, what it's going to cost, what it's going to feel like to drive, what's it going to run up against, how is it going to be different than the BMW? Could you get one for cheaper than a Cayman? I could go on, but the truth is <laughs> you can't go buy one. And we were asking those same questions a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So even if it comes out in the next year, there's just no telling exactly when you will be able to walk into a dealer and buy one for MSRP. Because the other thing I hear from Derek is, let's take the Super as an example. How much are those going to be overcharged for when they really drop? The dealer gouging. Is that going to be six months, a year, 18 months? How long are those going to be overcharged? Derek's not the kind of guy, if he's frugal, to walk in and overpay for a car. Plus, we don't ever, ever recommend that. Yeah, I don't think anybody listening really so is. So if you're talking about an enthusiast halo car that is in the this is coming and we're excited category, it will probably, from when they start dropping at the dealer, be six months to a year until you can actually get your hands on one for MSRP anyway, unless you get really lucky. So yeah. we keep adding yeah. to the I want one of these and it's about here thing. Derek, I want to get you in a fun car in the short term. I've picked Agreed. a car for you. Now, here's the thing. I've picked a car because I actually really like your list. Yeah, I do too. Your short list. It's excellent. 86 EcoBoost, maybe something off the BMW lineup, the Julia. What about an S3, S4? What about a Vorg? Interesting list. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go inexpensive, genuine sports car for you that's going to feel like an event. I have one car I've picked for you. One car. So I want to talk one about that. Not, that. not that you couldn't do the others on your list. Obviously, I've talked all of them up at another point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think waiting's the answer. I think the answer, honestly, Derek, is let's get you out of that Elantra into something that you like right now. But something I'm thinking, I was looking at your 86 and EcoBoost Mustang and going, I'm going to stay under 25. Hmm. 
Because he's got under twenty five. He's got the example on here of the Porsche nine eighteen style sports car that's more entry level for about fifty grand. He doesn't say really a budget anywhere else in his email yeah. here, so it's probably pretty good. Yeah, probably pretty healthy budget. Uh, well, I mean, if he's talking about things like could I get an Evora or should I maybe right. wildcard get get a Julia and what right. about the Alpha Julia two door, which I have to say the the mockups of that look fantastic. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. there's money to be spent here. I'm not going to spend anywhere close to what I think you're able to spend. Okay. I'm going to spend definitely less than thirty, probably more like twenty five or so. Excellent. All right, and I think you get a car that costs about that much now, so you can enjoy now, and and also get a sense of you want to be an enthusiast you never have been. So who are you as a driver? Right, right. We got to get you in a sports car just to kind of set set the tone and starting give you a somewhere reference point. is what exactly. you're saying. Give a reference Let's point. Just start out, and then in two years, yeah. who knows what your budget's going to be? Who knows what's actually out? Yeah, true. And then you're not in this weird waiting game. You're not in a place where you have to leap or you're waiting to leap. You've got a car. You like your car. It's a fun car. Oh look. That interests me more. Hmm. Now you can make a move when the cars are actually available. Okay. All right. All right. I think your answer, honestly, is a 996-911. Interesting. Go get a nice 996-911. I've seen ones uh, locally here, a, a guy named Jordan that listens to the show. Yeah, right, right. He and his wife bought one for nineteen grand. You're Red with me. the GT3 wing. They had it for a little while. Red with the GT3 wing. Looked fantastic. I'm not a big, big fan of the 996. It looked great. Clean. Okay. Uh, our friend Jay locally bought a 4S for 20. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Great looking car. I'm still amazed at that car. And he bought that car. The IMS bearing was done by the prior, prior owner, and it was done locally by, by Bob, the same guy right. we all use. Right. Who knows the IMS bearing like crazy. Yep, yep. So that car was bulletproof, is yep. bulletproof. Jay just drives it. My, uh, our, our friend Dale, I'm going to keep doing it, our friend Dale who, who sets up lemons for us, mm-hmm. yep. he drives a 996 daily. It is, I hate to say it, it is just kind of his workhorse beater car. It is. Yeah. And he loves it. Yeah. So, so my point here, Derek, is you can get yourself a 996 for Toyota 86 money. It's crazy. Think about it that way. It's Make crazy. sure the IMS bearing is done. And now you have a Porsche driving experience, a genuine sports car driving experience that is iconic, that has back seats when you need them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use them all the time, but if you need them, they're there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not a great interior, not the latest and greatest, but it's a genuinely good sports car. But if it gets dinged, dirty, rock chipped, oh, look, it's not in fantastic shape. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's your car i feel like it's a nice stopgap that both you, that elantra is probably not something that you are really concerned about what the weather is going to do to probably your probably not. not yeah but the 996 can be in that category more than if you went and bought if you want a brand new EcoBoost. Mm-hmm. yeah how concerned are you going to be the first time the weather's really terrible well yeah and i have thought about derek a lot of the cars that are populated around michigan because of sure. just the car manufacturers that are there the yeah. stuff you see there Camaros and Mustangs and Chargers and Challengers and all that kind of stuff. There's a ton of Audis and there's a ton of Toyotas of all kinds. I mean, both those companies are there as well. There's a lot of stuff to choose from, as you said, but I do love your 911 suggestion. I think it's smart money. I mean, that's what I'm also thinking for, for Derek. I'm thinking smart money. I'm thinking 20, 25 grand. Get yeah. one that yeah. just runs, that you can use as your car. Now, it is your fun car. It is a car that introduces you to this world. It's a car that does everything you need. But if it gets beat up in the salt in the winter, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then in a couple of years, what's out there? And now you as a driver are going to be better informed to go, this is what I like about my 911, which is a fun sentence, Derek. What do I want? <laughs> yeah. You're not coming from Elantra to trying to find the it car. 
I agree. I I mean, well, there's inherent agreement. Of course but, you're agreeing because it's a 9-11. Well, but, yes. But still, I still went there for sure. I, I think that's I your car, like Derek. That. I really do. You know, I think about the M2 experience. When I chased the M2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dealership said it was $1,000 down payment to get a slot once they opened it up. And I was mm-hmm. number five on the wait list to get a build slot. So that was just the dealership writing names down with pencil. Yeah. And they said, it's only refundable if we can't fulfill it somehow for some reason. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, I can't foresee that ever happening because car companies make cars. (laughs) Aren't they making quite a few of these? Are they in business to make cars? Don't they have a whole assembly line for that? I'm not ordering a special edition anything. It's just, no, it's a pretty hot car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I put my money down. And then ultimately, lo and behold, they couldn't fulfill it because... For whatever reason, remember BMW shut the plant down because yeah. they had the essentially the M2 uses the rear axle assembly from the M3 and M4 cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had some issues with that. They shut the plant down. It's still hard to find the M2 you want. They're out there now, but mm-hmm. to just walk in there, it's this is two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's astounding to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay, you can buy one now, but that does speak to your. You know your points earlier about well, just because it's announced and drops, mm-hmm. I will say sometimes the press has a little bit easier time getting into stuff because everybody's sharing press cars or you know they know they want their yeah. their goods out in front of the public eye. All so the long lead guys get it a year before everybody else can yeah, even drive I mean, it, though. Yeah, you know we've had press cars a little bit early on sure before have, they yeah. hit dealerships, but usually our press cars only exist because you can go buy that same car at a dealership somewhere. True. Most of the time, by the time we're driving them, that's true. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this thing happened with the M2. It happens to all kinds of cars. So, Derek, I'm in full agreement about go get something now. Mm, You don't know what your life is going to be like. You don't know what the situation is going to be like. And just because a car drops, Mustang GT350R, those are still marked up. Yeah. You're right. They really are. Yeah. What on earth? The one that we drove for last season on Velocity, mm-hmm. that owner, yeah, right, stalked that car. Yeah. <laughs> he paid ten grand over sticker. Yeah, Justin, and was ecstatic about paying yeah. ten grand over sticker. And all he could tell us about was all the stories about all of the people that had spent more than he had. That's insane. I still can't believe that. Honestly. Yeah. So when you're celebrating ten grand over sticker, we have a problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, and if you really want the car, whatever, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not everybody that can do that or is willing to do that, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. Plus, we do not advise it in any way, shape, or form. But You also, yeah. you never know what the car is going to be like when it comes out. And take the Supra, for example. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard any news about manual transmissions being available true, in this car. True, yeah. Everybody thinks, oh, the Supra, the Supra. Well, is it going to be spec? Is it even going to be available how you would buy it? And you're holding out and holding mm-hmm. out, and then you think, I guess I don't want it anymore. That's tough. That's tough, yeah. And then what do you do after you, you know, it's like your taste buds are set for pizza. I want pizza. We're having Chinese food. And the pizza what? place is closed. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. How do yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not hungry yeah. anymore. What, yeah, how do what, I, what, 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 I don't even know what to order. What do I do? Same Pepper kind of thing. Pepperoni, teriyaki. No, that doesn't <laughs> no. work. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I'm coming to the 235i. <laughs> barbecue chicken. No. No. No, no, no. no. There was a, a, actually a restaurant in California that fortunately went out of business. It was called Thai Italian. It was like, no. I love Thai food. I no. love Italian food. And no. near the twixt shall be. I Nobody asked do for this. not want Nobody asked for this. That, that's a fantastic, actually, band name. That's, that's not it's even a, fusion a, food. That's <laughs> just like, let's take these noodles and mix it with those noodles. 
<laughs> what do you Ty-talian. think? Italian. Italian. No. It's not. There's. Stop. It's a difference between a fusion and a collision. <laughs> That's what that is. This is not fusion food. It's collision food. I mean, fusion. Okay, I've had some good fusion food. Yeah, it's interesting. Sure. It's edgy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But this was wrong. Yes. Okay, so the car that I mentioned, Derek, is the 235i. I'm in full agreement with your 996, it's honestly. It's a culinary collision. That, that, that's... <laughs> You're still laughing. That needs to be a restaurant right there. Anyway, sorry, onward. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's any, you know, deli on the planet, really. Oh, well, sure, yeah. You can order tongue sandwich and <laughs> dirty dish towel soup. We're in a weird place tonight. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm like I said, full agreement. The 996 is brilliant, and I keep thinking around Michigan, what do you see? And it's Teslas, it's Subarus, it's all that kind of stuff. And to stand out and to really scratch the itch, I love the 911 for you. I do. But I will add the 235i. It's a very different driving experience. Mm-hmm. Rear-wheel drive as well. You can get that 911 4S, and yeah, I've seen okay. them on the Porsche Club of America. I mean, nice ones. Guys keep these things really nice. Mm-hmm. Mid thirties, beautiful Carrera four S's for like oh an my 04. Gosh. You can get really nice ones for that kind of money. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm adding the two thirty five I. I just love that chassis. I love it's the great. car. It's really good. It's really great. And a little bit more space than a nine eleven if you are concerned sure. about having for a sure. trunk for yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I kinda look at that as BMW does the you know, kind of competes against that kind of category. Well, I it's, guess, the, for it's me. the better kids' car for sure, and it's that's where the, my headspace is. At. It's the more executative idea of the FRS model. It's significantly heavier, but it's more powerful too. It is nice the power there. I mean, you can enjoy sure. it yeah. for road trips, all that stuff. Not that you wouldn't the 911. In no, no way am I saying don't get the 911. Do get the 911. But yeah, I am saying that. Yeah, you want to be a car guy, buy a 911. Done. But it's just it's one of those things where. If you don't, if you're just a toe in the pool, if you're just like making a ripple, get a sports car. Agreed. Go get it. You've been jonesing for one for so long. This is not like, hey, I finally have some money. This is spreadsheets. And you said at the end of your email, I'm driving my wife crazy for all eight years of their marriage talking about this. This is the reason, Derek, I want you to go buy a car now because I want you to have a conversation not only with yourself about what do I like about sports cars, but get your wife in this car and you might be surprised. When I got married, my wife is not a quarter of the car girl she is now. And it's just, and she's still not, you know, super into it. She's but not I hardcore. Like how she notices things. Absolutely. And we can talk and have the conversation and then and she really, she'll cut us off and be like, all right, can and, we and talk I'm about done. anything else? But she really likes the Cayenne and if the Lotus is sitting in the garage and she needs to go run errands, she's like, I'm taking the Lotus. Which I love. Which I didn't expect that to come. This is a truck girl from Texas and she's like, I'm taking the Lotus. The Cayenne's sitting right there, <laughs> you know? So, don't get me wrong. I love this, but I'm saying you don't even know, Derek, what the influence might be for your wife. But if nothing else, I hate to say it this way, you've, you get to shut up for a bit. You get to talk about something else. You can actually go drive your fun car instead of go, honey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I was thinking? No, stop with the car. No, stop I know what you're thinking. I mean, the Ford Bronco is coming back. I mean, the Raptor riding the Bronco on the logo, bird and horse on this thing, the Raptorized Bronco. I've talked about I'm this before. Yeah. This is coming. I'm frightened. 2020 is coming. Love it. Yeah. Okay, Derek. That's season got, six uh, for us. I think it is. Anyway, yeah. Season, we're, we're, not for, like that, we're not planning for season six yet, but we are already planning <laughs> season four, which is 2019. So it's going to be here Golly. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about season four, and we're still delivering season three. I love it. 
All right, so uh, Derek, you've got some homework to do. Clearly, you've got some driving to do because the spreadsheet does not equate to I like this car or I don't like this it's car. It's time to buy, man. It's time to buy. Because none of those things matter on the spreadsheet. It's all about emotions now, so let it go. Caution to the Love wind. It. Anyway, if you've got your own caution to the wind story, please write to us at Everyday Driver <laughs> or how, TV at how Gmail. we can spend your money question because <laughs> exactly. we do that too. Yeah. If you need help throwing your cash down on some crazy sports car so you stop driving your spouse mad, please mm-hmm. write to us on the website as well, everydaydriver.com. Under the About tab, there's a contact button. Yep. A lot of people writing us there. We really appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much, and we're looking forward to hearing your reactions to the Kia Stinger GT episode yeah. on Saturday, tomorrow. Very cool. Anyway, we're coming back very shortly, guys. When you think of the things you do every day, maybe it's brushing your wheels to clean them, but brushing your teeth probably isn't top of your mind. For something that's so important to your health, and it should be, that's why Quip wants to help you brush better. Quip was called the best electric toothbrush by GQ and the Tesla of toothbrushes by Bloomberg. My son has a toothbrush with a timer on it. It makes Star Wars Darth Vader noises, and so he knows how long to brush. But you become an adult, and you just it's this subconscious thing you do. Quip's got a built-in timer. It actually vibrates and indicates when you need to change the size of your mouth, and it also tells you how long to brush so you get the dentist-recommended two minutes. I'm attracted to this just by the design alone. It's slim. It's slender. I really appreciate the design of this toothbrush. 75% of us don't refresh our bristles every three months, let alone visit the dentist every six months. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash driver right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash driver. Let me spell that so we're clear. This is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash driver now. Let's talk about Brush Hero real quick. It is a must-have, I think it is, for your car care arsenal. Brush Hero is water-powered. It's a detailing tool. It doesn't move quickly. It actually, it's this very simple little thing. You look at it and you think, how does this work? It's this very simple thing. It just has lots of torque. You can get two great brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces and a harder one for stubborn, stubborn muck. I used it on a mountain bike and it was brilliant. While originally designed for fast and easy expert-level car and motorcycle detailing, the Brush Hero can clean virtually anything. You name it. Rain gutters, barbecues, lawnmowers, boats, and more. It's really easy to use. Just hook it up to any standard garden hose, flip the handy on-off switch, and start cleaning. It's a great gift idea, too. They've got an extensive line of gift sets and accessories. Everyday Driver listeners can enjoy 10% off their order at BrushHero.com with the code DRIVER. That's right. Use the code DRIVER for this show to get 10% off. You can also find Brush Hero at select Costco and Walmart stores if you don't want the discount. All orders over $40 ship for free. And again, if you use the code DRIVER, you get 10% off. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does that actually mean? You know, the same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees, accessories, everything, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers already know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features aren't available in all states. 
Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet Spangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. For our second car debate, we're back with a story of Morris, who's writing to us from Quebec. Morris has what he describes as ADHD for jobs. He <laughs> is currently an organic gardener. Yeah. That's that's out there. Of people that listen to the podcast, I don't even know really what it exactly it is that you do. Isn't but, all food organic? Isn't it all inherently? I think organic just means it rots faster. You pay more money for it, and it rots faster <laughs> it will go in your bad fridge. Sooner. That's ex- well. That's, that's a lot what of it. organic. Because that's what I there see. Are, because there are no preservatives like there are on the other. I'll ones, take the waxy so, coating. Well, I will yeah, have at uh, it. Okay, but bring it. There it's are those fruit. of us that won't. Yes, it, but you should eat it a little faster than that. Anyway, wow. but he used to be a. He, he has also been a journalist, an editor, an old car mechanic, uh, and a lumberjack. So uh, incredible! I, I'm hearing now. I'm a lumberjack song from Monty <laughs> Python in my in my in my head now. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm seeing flannel shirts. Wow. Anyway, uh, you are an organic gardener in southern Quebec, and you are shopping hopefully for a fun car. But your question is about overpowerful cars. Hmm. The headline on this email from Morris is, Things That Won't Get Me Arrested. (laughs) Well, that could be an entirely different podcast, but we're going to try to keep it car-related. It's like, I can't believe this is not butter. You could say that about everything. (laughs) Picked up car parts at the garage. Can't believe this is not butter. Seriously. Things That Won't Get Me Arrested. That is a different podcast. I love it. All right. So he's talking about the speed limits and the penalties that one incurs if, uh, if you were to be... <clears throat> pulled over in Quebec mm-hmm. by the local fuzz, and yes. uh, they. he said, I can't afford the hefty fines that are dished out in Quebec. He said, even my late, great Audi 100, didn't you have an, didn't you have an Audi 100? I had a 90. You had a 90. Below the 100. The 100, 100 was too much for me. <laughs> I had the 90. The 100 was aspirational. The Audi 90, <laughs> which eventually became the A4, but yeah. That's right. And he said, it was far from a sports car. It really only came into its own above 75 miles an hour. Hey, it was still mm-hmm. a German car designed yeah. for the Autobahn. The, for the sure. Open stretches for sure. there. Yeah. And he loves open, you know, open roads. He loves driving. Mm-hmm. But thinking more about the slow car fast, it's not even the fast part. It's the slow car slow. It's the underpowered yeah. but still fun to drive yeah. at 30 miles an hour, we'll say. Absolutely. What is that car? A car I'm just That's driving and for enjoying. That's his number one question. Yeah. These things, I mean, we've talked about it with your Cayman, your GTS. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. But I've said it before, and I, I do stand by it. I know this sounds insane. Your car starts to feel, I'm not saying fun, fast. It starts to feel fast at about 120. Now, yeah. I would define a car going quickly long before 120. But 100, about 120 is when that subconscious awareness in the back of your skull, when you drive and you drive fast, that seeps into your skull in your car at about 120 miles an hour, which is it's insane, wickedly fast. Yeah, yeah. So we want to avoid this for Morris. He wants a car that I'm doing stoplight to stoplight, and I'm just I'm smiling because it's fun. Yeah, he said, you know, maybe we have a no limit price category, but what would the practical fifteen thousand dollar, well, twenty thousand for me? <laughs> like I said, if you have a hole in which down to pour money, we're gonna pour more down. Yeah. Please write to us. Mm-hmm. My dad always said sailing was like standing in a cold shower, ripping up thousand dollar bills. 
Well, I could never have, verify that. Then though. you have the other the other boat joke: the two best days in a boat owner's life. The yeah. day you buy the boat and the day you sell the boat. Yeah, those two days. <laughs> we were trying to think of names for when my dad bought the fishing boat when yeah. he was in Alaska, and yeah, it yeah. came from an aviation background. <laughs> and so my sister and I were talking about what about if we named your boat not a plane, N A U T. Uh, plane. Very nice. But then we thought, what if he's pulling into the harbor and the harbor master comes on the radio and says, all right, vessel, identify yourself. He'd say, yeah, this is not a plane. <laughs> well, great. Who are you then? Not a plane. It's now, we thought it's, that was a bad it's idea. It's now who's on first discussion yeah, in the we, harbor. We I like quickly it. abandoned I like that, that idea. Yeah. We thought we were really clever, but we were really I stupid. I still think it's clever, but yeah, I just, I'm the guy that would enjoy that laugh with the <laughs> harbor master, but yeah. Anyway, so yes, back to Morris's debate here. He said, uh, you know, he's got an 07 Suzuki SX4, which is an all-wheel drive, mm-hmm. little tiny hatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even a hot hatch. It's just hatch. It's just hatch, yeah. But it is cool. They are All-wheel cool. drive. Yeah. And he said, you know, it corners well, winter tires. He said, new brakes. I can stop really quickly. But acceleration is the downfall. Definitely. Yeah. And he's okay with that, though. And he's just coming to us with what's fun at the low speeds that mm-hmm. isn't a, hey, look at me, flashy anything. Sure, sure, yeah. But it's just kind of under the radar. I'm sure there's a few places where you can open it up. Hopefully mm-hmm. you can. But I'm actually proud of my choices here. I've got a laundry list. I'm going to try to whittle it down. There's a lot of usual suspects on yeah. here like Miatas and 86s. But well, and he, and he, I got a little esoteric. Oh, good. I, I like that. He uh, he did bring up, of course, you know, he did think, he listens to this podcast, we all are in the same essential car headspace. He Boat? did think about the, no. Oh. No, my, my yacht joke was earlier. Oh, uh, I he, keep he, trying to make he it. Did, he did think about alive. Miatas and S2000s, and you're right. Both of those will work. Well, those are obviously good choices in both cases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I came up with um, kind of my... These definitely work list. And then if you want to go a level above that in kind of a little bit bigger cars, I've got two more. So I've got five on the first list and two beyond that. Nice. I even have a weird wild card that struck me recently. Really? So that could be fun as well. Yeah. Really? Weird is good. Weird could work in this situation. It really could, yeah. But first, we've got to get past the usual suspects here, Morris. We've got to get past, like I said, the 86, the Miata, a base Mini Cooper, Honda Fit could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Fiesta ST for your budget, but it's probably too fast and too powerful for what you're looking for. Maybe, well, maybe not. It's str- it's a strong contender on my list, though, because the thing is, that is a car that's fun at any speed. It is. Yes, you could get yourself going wickedly fast in that car, but you don't need to for it to be fun. True. So, if, so True. since Morris is a guy that is self-aware of that, if he's having fun at 60, and I, and I actually, I'll submit to you, and I've said this before, I think that the Fiesta ST is more fun more of the time than the 86. And we all know how much I like the 86. Yeah. But, in but your, you're saying you need to go push to go find the fun a little bit more. You've got to go find your yeah. fun back road and embrace corners to make the 86 go, this car's amazing. Yeah, that, then it really shines. It's cool otherwise, yeah. but to make it amazing. The Fiesta ST can be fun in traffic because you can just sniper your way through traffic. Just there's a little hole. There's a little hole there. There's a little hole there. Oh, look, I got away from the light. You haven't broken a single law. Yeah, right. You're just this little minnow just darting through traffic. I love that. That's The Fiesta <laughs> ST shines there and is fun all true. the time. No, you're you're great point. I mean, in that same vein... Fiat 500 BART. I had that too. Could yep. very much work. So now that we've kind of got those, you know, off our chest here, let's talk about the Honda CRX. But if we're talking about older CRXs, how about the CRZ? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet little fun car. Manual transmission. And that's where my headspace is Surprising at. Surprising car, yeah. If we're going to do the fun thing... You want your arms and legs to be going. You want to be you want in to the motion. Dance. You want to do the dance. You Completely want to have a agree. manual transmission. Yeah. So that led me to an MR2 Spider. 
Definitely. Which led me to, get this, the Nissan Altima Coupe. Really? From 2008. I, I struggled to back your play on that one. The 2011 Nissan Altima 3.5 Coupe had 270 horsepower with a six-speed manual transmission. And it was front-wheel drive. So is the Fiesta ST. But it's not. The Ultima Coupe it's, is not a Fiesta ST. No, it is not. But it doesn't need to be. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm I, intrigued by this little car. I can't back your play on that one. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that led me to the Hyundai Genesis Coupe. Yeah. Which okay. is also very fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then how about the Kia Forte Coupe SX? Okay. Which is 200 horsepower out of your... 1.6 liter inline turbo, six speed manual transmission. Brand new, those were 22 grand. Yeah, and now they're giving them away. You can use Pretty them much. Yeah. That was the same recipe. They didn't do very well because they really didn't spell the name correctly. It was K O U P. That was one of a, a, a few issues but there. But these are some different alternative choices. They are not shout at me, you know, or look at me no. cars. They do no, not, not shout speed not. or yeah. anything like that. True. True. I think the Fiesta ST obviously is the better choice for fun, but I think these are worthy contenders for what Morris could be looking for. Hmm. You went farther into the weeds than I expected there. Bravo. I kind of like the CRZ though. I'm coming back to that car. That's a great little car. I think the CRZ is a real contender here. So much fun. Uh, I wonder about a first gen maybe second gen, first gen, non-S Boxster. Non-S. So that'd be the 986 generation straight-up Boxster. They're cheap. They're very cheap. They're you can find a, nice ones for this budget. Exactly. They're not overly fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a car that's just, it's a good chassis. It's, it's like that MR2 Spider. It's a good chassis. It's much more usable than the MR2 Spider. It's a great chassis, but I'm wondering if it's in the category of he can get going too fast and just don't know. Inher- it's still a Porsche. It is still a Porsche. That, that's that's a borderline choice for me. But I, th- yeah. I wonder about that in there. If you're going to look MX-5, you can look any of the generations of the Mazda Miata, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to shop that route, you should at least take a glance in the direction of the Fiat 124. At least go drive that car. Okay. While you're out there, at least go drive it. And yeah, Miata, Fiat 124. Totally. Yeah. You're, you're switching. I mean, you're switching minor pieces to make the Fiat, but there it is. Uh, if you want to go cars that are a little more insulated, because mm. we've done a lot of cars that are a little hair on fire, which I actually like for this. It's it's the it's the small, light stuff. I really like that CRZ the more I think about it. I think that's a great but choice. Current Subaru WRX. Okay, okay. The way that car, I mean, a lot of cars right now, you know, they're, they're geared and the turbos are set up so they have punch instantly right off the line. And that, that car has a surprisingly early turbo punch. So funny. That's what everybody wants. Hyundais are geared with the turbo and the yeah. first gear. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's quick off the line. It's so fast. Yeah. Like, anyway, so there's that. But, uh, but the WRX currently, now that's a car you can get going really quick in. But that's also a car, I think, that is fun a lot of the time. Yeah, I could see that. And then the other one that I think is simultaneously just nice to be in and fun most of the time is the GTI. Good. No, I now, like that. Both of those. I like I've that. headed more toward a little, you know, a little bit heavier cars, a little bit more insulated cars than where we started. They're still smallish. But they're still smallish. That's right. They're still smallish. You could go that still route. work. The other thing to tell you, Morris, and I don't know that you want to do this, but the, the my wild card is like a whole category of vehicles, okay? And that is older stuff. Okay. Because if you go into sports cars from, let's say, the 80s and forward, 
what are we talking like preludes and 944s and that kind of thing? Yes, preludes a great example. 944 is another great example. Interesting. Uh, 240Z. Yeah. These kind of cars, you know, they're not fast by modern standards. They don't have modern safety equipment, but they're fun at 20. 240SX. Like sure, sure. 25 year old. been drifted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But that just could be interesting. You buy any of those cars from the late 80s, early 90s, those little Japanese rear wheel drive cars. Pick one. But again, the 944 is a great example, too. You, you pick one of these cars. You can get them for a song. Yeah. And because yeah. it's pre-modern uh, safety tech, they just, they're involving. And it's, if you're looking for that, that, that it's, it's that involvement that we've been insulated and isolated out of. So those cars, now I, I put, this is full wild card because now you're talking about a car that's definitely going to need something. It's definitely going to need upkeep. It's a very different category than you bought a, a you know, $1,500, uh, $15,000 $15, Fiesta ST. It's different than that. But if you're looking for just what I feel you're talking about is the purity of driving at any speed, mm-hmm. you go yeah. back and most of those cars have it in a way that modern cars don't. You know, just you mentioning those cars, I was trying to think of a turbocharged car from that era because most of them were naturally aspirated. Mm. They were small displacement, but nobody was really into the, let's turbo this thing within an inch of its life, like a Fiesta ST. Not as much, yeah. Except for the Mitsubishi Eclipse I from 92. That Eclipse was, was angry, Remember wasn't that? it? Oh, yeah, it was angry. I dug those cars. I yeah. still do, actually. So if you could find like a really nicely kept one for... Ten fifteen. Well, and low it was, miles? What was it, wasn't it the Eagle Talon was the equivalent. Yeah, Eagle yeah. Talon all wheel drive. I like the, the same styling on those. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. I mean, that was like Mitsubishi doing things right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I see that. Well, they, yeah, they had a whole era Small of small displacement, turbocharged, all wheel drive sports car. Sure, sure. Those so cool. hopefully, uh, Morris starts uh, rocking a Fiesta ST in a bright color, or possibly uh, goes a little more subtle and gets that CRZ. But either way, hopefully something <laughs> there is fun enough to drive and really strikes you, Morris. But it's a good question, though, because I agree. It's easy to go crazy fast now. Uh, I mean, any know, car is fast. You can get a Hellcat Jeep Cherokees. <laughs> exactly. Maserati Levante GTS. What are we doing? It's craziness. <sighs> they, they're taking a page from Porsche, and I know that, mm-hmm. but they're making all the different... 30 horsepower difference. I get it. I, I'm pointing back at me, but yes. they need to make it look better. I don't even care how it drives right now. <laughs> Let's start with just, notice I don't want to look at, I don't want to get in it. Notice I got near the topic and Paul Grr. has got a rant available. Yep. Anyway. All right. So social media questions. We've got to get to these. How do you know when a car is being limited by its tires versus its chassis? Mm, good question. Michael C. writes to us on Facebook. The thought to me comes about that 2016 GTI that was owned by a friend of ours, yeah. and it was equipped with tires that I can't remember. They Bridgestone, were Bridgestones or, we didn't like. Were they Bridgestones? Yeah, they were. And you and I both drove it and came back, and our jaws were hanging open going, we both know this car has way more in it. Mm-hmm. And the tires gave up. And A, you can hear the tires give up, yeah. and you can feel the steering go. You can feel that understeer mm-hmm. when you know the chassis is settled and flat. Mm-hmm. And that feeling, and then you know, you can feel the tires go away. It's really simply a feeling of, of 
you know, the tires giving up on the car. Yeah. And, and some tires give up earlier than others. And some tires are louder when they give up. Some tires are almost quiet and then still give up. Conversely, the dramatic change on your FRS Mm -hmm. from those stock tires, Mm -hmm. whatever they were, the Michelin primacy, I think. Well, but I wasn't on primacies. I was on even better than that. I was on the AS threes and they were still, uh, those were the all season AS threes. They were like the middle step. And then we went to the full Michelin PS2s is what yeah. we were on there. Yep. It was astounding. It that really was, car yeah. came alive. Yeah. And then those tires actually brought out, they drew out the goodness out of that chassis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just tires. Nothing I mean, else you changed. Can feel, you, when, when a car is really well set up, you can feel the chassis, I feel like a better way to put it, it feels very taut in a corner. Mm-hmm. It, there's yeah. nothing sloppy about it. Some Some cars... They're just you take a really big sedan or a huge SUV and you can just feel this this is it's sloppy. It's sloppy. Yeah. So tires yeah. notwithstanding, I it's not, I'm just don't want to go that fast. Whereas if you throw a car in, that GTI is a great example, you throw that car in and you can feel it settle and then you can feel the tires go, No, I can't handle it. Yeah. Like, but everything was fine. Once you, the you, chassis you gave up moving around and its weight is settled mm-hmm. and then you feel it go away, tires. Yeah. All right. What else on here? What'd you find? Uh, so many. Uh, Scott Moss asked on on Facebook pros and cons of getting a performance tune. Oh He's yeah. He's worried about is his damage. And we had various questions about damaging engines. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds here because let's be honest, I'm not a mechanic and I'm not going to say you can do this. But I will say this with confidence: your average car, even German cars, even German performance cars, they have to be warranted mm-hmm. and they have to be built for mass production, which means they left something on the table. Mm. They didn't yeah. they didn't crank it up as far as it could be cranked up because people don't take care of cars well and they need to warranty them and they need to make sure yeah. that they're not just going to all blow up. Uh, witness the uh, 2009 Nissan GTR's transmission problems. Oh right. <laughs> that car clearly came out tuned about as far as it could possibly be, and people started blowing transmissions doing what? Launch control. And Nissan went, well, launch control is not covered. And they went, really? Yeah. Did you see the car you made? Yeah, exactly. There was a big fight and different transmissions and drive shafts, and look what happened. So most cars are not in that category. If you here's took, a new ECU tune, and it's you know a kitty cat now. Yeah, exactly. So if you took your, you said you've got a 2007 335i with that uh we're going to get BMW nerdy here, N54 engine. Yep. Yes, there are a million tunes for that engine. If you take a turbo engine and you put a slightly, notice I said slightly more aggressive tune on it and don't change anything else, it will probably be fine. Go with a well-established tuner with a tune that many people have already done. Don't get your buddy to tune it for you. Go with somebody established. You should be fine because that car's yeah, got availability yeah. in it. It's when you start doing like multiples of the horsepower or I increase my horsepower by 60 to 100%. Kaboom. I'm worried about you. You added <laughs> yeah. 20, 25%, 30%, 40% maybe depending maybe. upon who did it. I mean, depending yeah. upon what you're cranking up here. But certainly anything up to 25% horsepower increase, especially with a turbo motor on a tune, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, like 5 to 20 is great. You'll feel it. It'll be excellent. Yeah. What was your FRS percentage-wise when you put the tune on that? Do you remember? Uh, I think all told I got – oh, man, I'm going to get this wrong. Was it I think I got 15? 15 to 20%. It was that much. Yeah, yeah, but and, and that was a lot to ask out of that NA motor. 
Yeah, you know, and without, I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. at the wheels here. This was at the wheels. I mean, so it was that wheels, much. It was, bad. it was, it was over fifteen percent. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah, which is you know when you're doing naturally aspirated, if you can get to twenty percent, you've accomplished something. Honestly, yeah, no kidding. It's a great tune. This question from Robert T on Facebook asking about what we feel the most underrated BMW that mm. doesn't have an M badge on it is. And I like the 335iS, that E92 That's generation. That's my first answer, yeah. That is up there. But there's three others that I dig. The 135i from 2011 to 2013. Sure, okay. All right. Excellent car. Still 320 horsepower in that yeah, thing. Yeah, it is, yeah. The 228i, I was very impressed with the track manners of this car that, yeah, no M badges anywhere to be found. I don't think it even had the sport package on it. Still pretty impressive. Maybe it did. And the Z1 that I've always dug it okay. was never offered in the u.s unfortunately they made like eight. no doors no doors it was the the vertical doors you pulled a handle and it dropped into the tub it was so cool i, yeah. I like the size i like the styling the styling of the era that early 90s actually yeah. worked yeah, yeah. for the shape of the door to drop into the sill such a cool car <laughs> we should make a car with no doors yeah dig it let's do the sports car equivalent of a jeep wrangler go Hey, they did. They did. It's craziness. Uh, Mr. Fundamental asked on Instagram, for $15,000, the E46 M3 Mm. or a 2011 to 2014 WRX. For how much? For $15,000. I I, want to answer this question two ways, Mr. Fundamentals. Um, As far as cars go, as far as an enthusiast shopping for a car, the E46 is better because it's just it's such a well set up car as far as steering feel and balance it's just that's a much more interesting car to drive dynamically than that Aero WRX and then mm. Aero WRX is, is good yeah but the E46 is the more dynamically interesting car my concern both of these are going to need stuff $15,000 for either of those cars is kind of the, the the lower end of the market on those cars, and they're both going to need stuff. My concern is that the E46 might need as much as ten grand worth of stuff if it's fifteen grand. Mm, yeah, yeah, possibly. That's my concern. Yeah. So there's two ways to answer it. Are we talking about just to drive E46? Are we talking about to buy everything it needs? Because I Probably love the BMW. The At first crack, I mm. love the BMW. Yeah, but, but I, yeah. I, that worries me. A $15,000 one of those M3s is probably ready for stuff. This question over here from Lex L asking, what our favorite sounding stock V8 engine is? This mm. is an interesting question. He says, I love the sound of the Boss 429, the new Challenger Hemis, but he comes back to the Jag F-Type. And That's I will there. say, for me, it is actually the Audi V8s Hmm. When they get into it, the S4 V8s, it's like this little and then you know, little car, and then people get on it, and I went, what is that hmm. sound coming out of that car? And the Aston Martin V8s. Uh, the lush. Aston Martin V8 Vantage is awesome. Uh, I do like the F-Type. That's a, that's way up there. That's a really it's good It's the one. high-end, you know, like the Ferrari and the McLaren, mm-hmm. the, the real low-displacement V8s, the higher-strung kind of Yeah, those sound, sound really good. I have to say, and I am not... A guy that's typically liked these cars, but the Voodoo motor in the G3 GT350 is on that's, my personal shortlist and will probably there. remain there. That is a special, special engine. <laughs> yeah, it is with a very special voice. It's really a cool car. Yeah, and they've they've tuned it well. It sounds amazing, and you can hear it coming yeah. forever, forever. Interesting. All right, there's a ton more questions. There's a bunch on Twitter over here too. Did you notice that? If you had to pick one car, this is. Uh, 
and ka uh, and cha on uh, on Instagram. If you had to pick a car, one car, money no object, you can only drive it once a year. What would it be? Oh, oh, this is I really this. difficult. This is hard. Uh, really the once a year car. I mean, is that like you go on Christmas Day or yeah? Not around here. Well, not around here, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's your July Fourth car here. But Nobody yeah. else would be on the road, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> you might not be for long, depending on what, <laughs> exactly. what those tires are about. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I think of something like the original Ferrari Testarossa. You're going way back. Yeah, right. something that when it's sitting. As much as it's because I hate for cars to sit, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. The Mini's been sitting of late, and by the way, yes, we're still going to raffle that car. Many of you have asked. We still are going to raffle that, so hang in there. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get out from editing and delivering <laughs> episodes of TV. They're all you, worried about a raffle. Are you busy? One or thing something? at a time, but it will happen. But the Mini's been sitting of late, uh-huh. and I've been driving the Lotus, which I love. Yeah, yeah, but I have to say, every time I pull into my drive and I see the Mini sitting, it makes me a little bit sad. Really? Not because I don't prefer driving Lotus. I do. But I just think, I hate to see that car sitting there. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cool to have somebody else driving it. But, of course, I felt this way about the Lotus. So my point is, while the Lotus was sitting all winter, it made me sad. But every time I walked in my garage to climb my climbing wall or just to get something or whatever, I just thought, that's a pretty car. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I kind of extrapolate that answer into this question. What's a car that every time I looked at it, the other 364 days a year, I'd just be like, oh, that's a pretty car. It's sculpture sitting there. And then you drive it once and you're like, yeah, awesome. But it's but it's old enough now. Hmm. And this is where I could almost go to my Type 57 Bugatti that's one of my all-time favorite sculpture cars. But, yeah. but the Testarossa is probably more grandiose to drive. It's probably more electric to drive because of what it is. It's, it's essentially a race car. You know? right, right. So I figure drive that, have that kind of overwhelming drive experience, mm. and then park it and be like, that's a pretty car for the rest of the year. Ah, uh, there's so many. Because I think, you know, like a modern supercar, I don't know if I could stand it. No. Having a modern supercar No, 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 no. that's got to be driven. It, you'd almost have to go back to the sculptural era of of something and i my brain goes to like the late 20s alfa romeos you went way back okay yeah 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 yeah. because i keep coming back you know how about a mclaren f1 or how about a that's a tragedy that's a tragedy it it'd be almost worse to see it sitting there i agree i agree i mean maybe an old formula one car maybe oh i see that you know what i mean like yeah full-on race car the full-on like nicky lauda's v12 Formula One car from the 60s. Get it out once a year, exercise it, and go, I almost died, and put it away. Yeah, maybe it'd be one of those, like an old Indy I car or something like that. It's That'd be the about the only other way. <laughs> once a year on your birthday. Maybe it'll be my death day. Oh, look, I lived this year. Awesome. <laughs> Stay tuned. Next year might be the year, everyone. <laughs> Blow out your Golly. candles by going by with downforce. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, there's a question from the Burles talking about best cars for each decade, but I think we should cover that Whoa, in a more of a topic hard. Tuesday a topic kind Tuesday of thing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I love the question and he's asking cool. best car for each decade, not every decade That's necessarily, hard. but kind of best cars that represent their respective decade in time. Mm-hmm. But I think the question applies because it can change. The answers can change just like most sure. of our topic Tuesdays sure. do. So and I it, think it applies. And it's, and it's a moment in time question about what's a, what's a car from the 70s. You know what I mean? It, right. It, it, which right. is cool. I, I do see that Because then we can think, sure. you know what, for now, this is how I'm feeling right now. That yeah. might change yeah, yeah. in a month. You know, whatever. Uh, Price Assassins wrote in on Twitter and said, okay, okay, what's up with bring a trailer? 
Now, we love Bring a Trailer. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening and you haven't seen Bring a Trailer, uh, guard your wallet before you go. Uh, because you just see all these really cool cars that are being auctioned off. It is the best of the crazy car auctions meets the best things about eBay Auto. Mm -hmm. So you've you're just yeah. got the auction thing happening. But his question is, why does it not seem to be connected to normal market forces? Cars sell on there for way above what you can get them for if you walk into a dealer or buy from a private owner or find it on eBay Motors or find it on Auto Tempest, one of our sponsors. You find it there, and it's yeah. not in the same price category. I'll tell you why I think that's the case. Two things are generally going on on Bring a Trailer. Not always, but generally going on. There is an overwhelming amount of information when you're looking at a car on Bring a Trailer. And if you photos, look information, at, yeah. yeah, there's this huge story and all the details and mountains of photos more than you would find anywhere else and pictures of all the documents. And if you scan, bring a trailer for 10 minutes and look at the comments, <laughs> people are brutal. They're specific and exact. They're not brutal like trolling brutal, but they'll be like, okay. They're knowledgeable. In the fourth picture there, look, that uh, there's, a, there's a dent. Somebody has leaned against this car behind that quarter panel. And it looks like it's been repaired by – and look at the photo going – if you hadn't pointed that, I would have never seen it. Yeah, but people right. that have owned the cars know the cars. So you have a little bit of that, if you will, uh, auction feel where you're, you're having somebody verify the car and talk about its provenance, if you will, that you don't get on a normal site. That drives the prices up a little bit artificially. Yeah. But then on the other end of the yeah. spectrum, if you're a buyer, you, you know more so what you're getting than just, I'm going to go get a pre-purchase inspection and buy this guy's this. I could argue both sides. I, I don't think it – I agree with you. I don't think it's representative of what the markets really really can maintain. But it is interesting because of how uh, much detail and drill down, sometimes to a crazy degree, some of these cars go through in their selling process where you just find out stuff you'd, you'd never find out about a car otherwise. Hmm. Uh, I I agree with that. Uh, what else? Uh, well, yeah. On the on the bring a trailer thing as a counter argument, really quick. I'm Jones, and after nine twenty eights in a oh, are you? big way, and one <laughs> just sold a 1986 and a half for fourteen thousand eight hundred dollars, and it's fantastic, perfect shape. It's got the engine just before the 1987 car that's okay. the interference engine where the pistons hit the valves if the timing belt uh -huh. stretches. Okay. This is the car that doesn't have that motor. It's the last motor. It's the last styling of the first generation. I'm going to give you a terrible, terrible idea. 14 grand. And I'm going I'm to give you a terrible, terrible idea. And I, it's being I noted want. on the podcast right here. Buy yourself a cheap 928 oh, no. and make it your winter Porsche. You think so? Why not? Oh my god! Why not? That's a terrible idea. Because you don't. What are you doing? The last thing you need, the last thing you, Paul Schmucker, need in the world is two nice Porsches to debate about all summer. So buy yourself <laughs> an inexpensive 928 that runs. Put some great winter tires on it. It's now your winter Porsche. Ski rack. Yes. Oh. I did it with the FRS. Oh. Winter tires on it. Go rock it up to the ski resort. Oh You're not going to drive it on the big blizzard days, but otherwise, just drive it. Why not? It's a $15,000 car. Uh, you want one? You're doing bad things I am doing here. bad things, but the whole pot... Hey, not only to you, the listener, we just we, we oh, infect man. each other as well. It's all bad. Golly. Yeah, this car is beautiful. Red. Yeah, I see it. 14.8. It was... 
whoever got that car, well bought. For sure. So that's the counter argument that wasn't too high priced. There are some think. on there. There are some. Well, it's the thing. 928s are going to start going back up in value. Well, but there are 928s that have sold on there for 90 grand. Well, too. yeah. I mean, you see real the nice ones. 95 GTSs. Yeah. Uh, so David wrote in on Twitter and also said, okay, he just had his chance to enjoy Turo for the first time. Cool, isn't it? And he drove a C6 <laughs> Corvette. First time he's ever driven a vet. Drove a C6 Corvette. And he's kind of boggled uh-huh. by how much fun he had driving that car. It's pretty awesome. It, it's like it, it happened a little while ago, and he's still thinking about it. Isn't that amazing? Which is great. That's how you know you had a great time, obviously. Yeah. So he's trying, as a result of him enjoying this car and seeing it was fast and fun and enjoyable and all these things, he's going, how is it possible that old guys buy these cars and drive them slow? Yeah. How is it happening? Yeah. He's not understanding it. I'm going to try to explain it. <laughs> we still don't quite understand no, it. No, but, but I'm, but I'm going to try to explain <sighs> it, and here's what I think. I'm okay. going to use my own father as an example. Okay. Okay, because it, it actually relates. Okay. Because this Yikes. is a man that's always wanted a Corvette. So follow me through he here. He did? He, he still does. What? This, here, here's the thing. What happens with Corvettes is they are aspirational cars for many, many, many people, my dad being a perfect example. Men and women. Absolutely. Not everybody, but a lot of people that have traditionally bought Corvettes, they haven't had a sports car. They were in college. They Mm. had something kind of fun. Mm. They got married. They got the sensible car. They had a range of sensible cars, and they kept lusting after Corvettes and picking up the magazines about Corvettes and talking about Corvettes, but they owned minivans, SUVs, whatever. Mm. They got retired. The kids are out of college. They've got a little bunny, and now they buy the Corvette. Two things have happened there. First off, they've reached this aspirational place where this is a holy grail of a car. Nothing can touch it. Please don't breathe on it. Don't let the birds get anywhere near it. I got to drive this slow. Okay. I'm perfectly happy. That happens. The second thing is nothing in the – look, I'm, I'm painting broad brush here. I'm not saying this is every owner, but this is why I think this happens. Okay. The other thing is they have not had a life experience to that point that gives them any reason to drive fast. I was wondering if that's a part of it. The, Absolutely. The, the car driving experience to know – my car can do that. And so Are you you're kidding? now in something that is so much smaller and more powerful than anything you've ever driven that when you drive that car at 60, you think, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Hmm. I'm going 60. But it just – it doesn't this feel amazing? And, and those that have driven quickly are going, not at this speed. It doesn't. <laughs> my Camry My does. father rides in the Lotus with me. Oh, my gosh. Every time he comes to visit, he goes, let's take your fun car out. Does he really? He does, which is cool. Well, you, which is cool. He's past the holy crap, you know, this not, car can do this now. Not as much as you think. Really? Because I thought he was all over that, and now he just wants to go for fun. He wants to go for fun, but he wants me to go on some road with a speed limit of about 25 and nice things to look at. And because the minute I break about 60, he's looking for the <laughs> handles that don't exist in the car. Okay? We yeah. could be going, and that could be 60 on the freeway, mind you. That car does not have good OSGs. No, it does not. So here's the thing. The, the, well, it's hysterical to get a nervous passenger in a Lotus because they just start slapping themselves and the, the dashboard <laughs> exactly. trying to find a handle. And, and I always say, and right about that time when I'm in the middle of shifting gears, there are no handles. <laughs> and then, and then what it very happens. that with a, a little bit of a cackle, I do. Too. I do. I'm like, there are no grind handles. And then what happens nuts. is people do one or two things. They either cross <laughs> their arms and tuck their fingertips into their armpits. I've seen that's one. That's one move. The other move is you clasp your hands together and put them in your lap. These are the two maneuvers that happen after that. You should make like an airline flight safety card to hand to people <laughs> with, with the that. graphical illustrations yeah, they, on here's here, the preferred method of... Here um, are your options. <laughs> exactly. Once you become frightened, there exactly. will be no air masks dropping from the ceiling. Here are your options for your hands. Do not grab the driver. Please anyway. read before we take off. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but every time we go for a drive, we will get to some speed that makes my dad nervous. 
and I'm talking, I haven't tried hard like yet. Like 61? Sometimes. I haven't tried hard yet. But the other thing that happens is every single time we do this, my dad tells me the same story. Oh, no. Of the guy he knew in high school, early college. I can oh, almost no. remember the guy's name. That had a Corvette. What? And it was the first time my dad rode in a car that really impressed him with the... The reason I'm making light of this story is because I'm not kidding you when I say... I hear it every time we go for a drive. <laughs> so I didn't know you're going. This your is dad an example. Was into Corvettes. I had no idea. An, yeah, this is an example, David, of it becomes an icon car with no life experience that suggests driving fast. So when you finally get one, you're terrified and overwhelmed in a car that is much more capable than you are. Wow. No, I I love it. There's a design question on here I can't resist before we wrap up from Drew V asking the story behind the flat creased outline around wheel wells. Are there any modern cars that don't have them? Well, my thinking is, look at it from a design perspective, and I'll use the Chevy Cavalier as an example. Wow, that's never happened before. <clears throat> Stay with me. This car does not have any trim or return or hem or anything around the wheel wells. It's just mm. the cutout punched in the hole side for, of the car. For, hole for wheel. Wheel go here. It, it is, and <laughs> it looks cheap. Okay. Because there's no finish to it. It's just a little piece of plastic where that and that starts the inner fender liner. Mm. It's just punched in the side of the car. There's yep. no nothing to suggest <laughs> this is wheel to round shape hole. It, it round is round shape piece. Go here. That's what makes it such a cheap looking car. Okay. And All designers, right. I think it started with a 360 Modena, the flat piece around the front that actually kind of formed into one of the design elements along the body side, mm. lower than the shoulder there. There was a flat area, perfectly vertical, and everybody kind of went, well, that's kind of different, cool. Mm. And now designers have picked up on this because it reflects the light and it finishes off the return on the wheel well. And it makes it appear wow. as if there's some finish to it and therefore more expensive, better looking. Hmm. It's little design elements that can actually change the perception of the car. Cavalier is a great example. It's just, cha-chunk. <laughs> we punched the hole in the side of the car. So I'm going to tease something that's about to happen, All which right. means Paul really has to do it now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, what is this? There is What's happening in August this year is that I will not be going to Monterey. Yeah, I'm going right. on vacation with my wife. We're having an anniversary. We're going on a vacation. I'm yes. very excited. Yes. Uh, and I will actually sleep, which will be nice. And probably write and not edit. These are the right. th This is my big plan for the week. <laughs> Don't edit, sleep, spend time with wife. I'm actually really happy for you. I, I am too. But you and Chance are going to Monterey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things we're trying to set up is for Paul to stand on the concept lawn, which is a little putting green uh -huh. that gets mobbed yeah. with really cool design vehicles, and shoot a series of videos talking about them from a design perspective. Because this thing he just did, this thing you just heard him do on the Modena, and I, I want that on video with these crazy cars. So we're talking about it. We're trying to get Paul to do it. I'm telling you right now, chime in on the comments, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Tell us your interest level because I think it's a very cool idea. We've talked about it a little bit. He and Chance are going. They're talking about shooting those. I know I'm kind of throwing you under the bus and saying you have to do That's it now. That's all good. But I think it's a great place to do it. Because one of the things I wish everybody listening could experience, and I've done it many, many times, is walking through an auto show floor with you. Hmm. Because hmm. it's not like we go to every booth and you talk about design. It's we're walking through. You and I walk with a purpose in an auto show. Right. We, we, we want to go we look at this. Stride. We stride. We're, we're strolling along. Yeah. And you will suddenly, I will watch it happen. You will have your head turned 
And I always kind of stop and just wait. <laughs> You're like, oh, something, no. <laughs> something in the, the turn of the light or something has caught your eye. And you will just walk over and look at some line. And I'm like, I don't even know why we're standing here. <laughs> and then it comes out. Look at how that fender line does and hearing it follows. And it's always really cool. And I have learned a lot. So I hope the concept lawn uh. thing happens because you'll find stuff that I would look at it and go be like, that's a cool car. <laughs> and you'll find stuff that'd be really fun. So I really hope we can do that because this, this is fun for me too. Yeah, it should be fun. They'll have to be short vignettes. They don't have to be long. Oh, just they're going to be five minutes at the most. But you just stand there going, notice this, notice that, yeah. look at this cool car. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll see how it goes. But yes, Monterey is happening. If you're going to be there, I'd love to uh, run into you. Yeah, if you see Paul or yeah. Chance, obviously I will not be there. If you see Paul fun. or Chance, or think you see Paul or Chance, yes, you just did. So please say hello. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, we've got to end there. Holy moly. This was a long podcast. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for following along, for listening. We are definitely looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.